Well, Are you? I mean, no. I'm always. I'm always. We're all a work in progress. You know, it's all That's just about deep. evolution. This is what I am, buddy. Um. All right. So Folks, we'll take you some questions. Go see a therapist. That's always. There's nothing wrong with saying I need help. Um. I mental do, health do, awareness do, day is coming that. up soon. You should. If you're. If you're feeling like you're struggling at all, or if you need someone to talk to. Go see a therapist. It, it does wonders. It, it makes you, it gives you a toolkit to help you deal with a lot of these problems you may be facing, and it helps make your life a hell of a lot easier. I just want to start by uh, shots to Zach Lockwood. Used to write with us if you're the sword, just a good human being. Uh, accidentally commenting from his uh, his dog's YouTube, the dog YouTube channel. He he uh, he has before he switched to his own one. No oh, man, it was the Shiba. That it was Nebula the Shiba. You know herself she, commenting on it. Nebula. Uh, it's actually it's just Karen Gill in the burner. Um, all right, Evan. So do you, do you have other things you want to talk about before we get into questions? Um, no, not necessarily. I, I personally think I'll well, talk about, um, this is really hard actually, because front of the pod, Jeff Namana called us out on it live in 4k. Chris isn't in 4k. He's in like 144 P right now, but um, Broderick Thomas is no longer a Cleveland Cavalier. It's it's kind of a sad day for some. I saw it, saw that guy got a text, saw it, tweeted it, moved on with my life. Um, I think what happened in summer league was really Broderick's undoing, and I think just you know him not really getting on the floor during preseason speaks volumes about how he is really viewed in the pecking order of JB evaluation process and I don't know man I think the Cavs leaving a an additional two-way spot wide open on top of their already one existing roster spot is pretty wise on their part because they need to maintain the financial flexibility of that one additional roster spot so you might want to use those two two-way spots on players you might think are worth taking a gamble on long term yeah um I think the charge is going to continue to be an ongoing evolution kind of thing. Like we are not this year. And I think like, I think we're still seeing how the Cavs are really going to like approach this. If the Clippers um, cut Jason Preston and the charge sign him, how quickly are you going to become a beat writer for the charge? Um, I mean, it depends on this other thing that's going on right now that I can't talk about. <laughs> let's, let's switch to questions. Uh, can I ask one? I will, well, let me ask you this just because I, we haven't talked about it. You talked to Dan Giro, the new head coach of the Can't, the Cleveland Chargers. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying Canton like it's the San Diego Chargers. Oh no, man! I actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I I keep saying the San Diego Chargers too, and I'm like, no, they're Los Angeles, and they have the in, best in my heart. In, in my yeah, uh, the no athlete, in my opinion, has ever been cooler than Ladanian Tomlinson in the powder blue jersey with the black visor. Coolest athlete in, oh. in sports history. One of my – the number one defensive and offensive team who didn't even make the playoffs, the, the San Diego Chargers. Like, that team was so fun to watch. LT was a beast. The powder blues are so crisp. I love their new look in L.A. I think Justin Herbert's really fun. Um the Chargers are pretty good. That's all I'm going to say with that. Uh, I, I don't vibe with the Bo. I don't vibe with the Bosas as they are as people, but players they're pretty damn. John Carroll alum Brandon Staley though, what a coach. That's true. 
That's true. That, that's uh, you know, Akron's trying the same approach with Tom Arth, and yo, they beat BGSU this weekend, so they're on to something, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my uh, that was my uh, cousin's college coach, Tom Arth, when he played at John Carroll. Oh, that's weird. Small world, man. Yeah. Uh, I'll, if I ever bump into him, like, do you do you know? Do you recognize his face? And they'll show pixelated Chris Manning from the stream. Like, yes. Well, no, it won't be yes, me. But it'll be my. I don't know Tom Arthur. But I'll, show, I'll send you a picture of my cousin when he used to have long hair in college. Now he's bald. Um. So is it just Joe? you with long hair? No, he's like much taller and like much more jacked than me. Well, Real, college football. I'd hope so. Yeah, Joe's Joe's a Joe's a monster. Um, lives in Utah now. Salute to Utah. Um. Anyway, anyways, let's, uh, let's what, 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 what kind of vibe did you get from Dan Giroux and talking to him? He's pretty optimistic and he, you know, the term vision can be overblown a little bit here, but he clearly does have a vision on what he wants to do with the charge. Um, he has a wealth of experience being an assistant with Ty Lue's staff when the short lived John Bayline st- coaching staff, he's been a very close assistant of JV's for a while now. He's very involved with the development of the players on the Cavaliers to begin with. Like he's kind of known as the shot doctor at times. Like he helped, he was a contributing factor in Jetty Osmond becoming a shooter, Colin Sexton becoming a shooter. He helped Larry Nance and encouraged him to shoot a little bit. I think the Cavs also just encouraging their players to try new things also is helpful, but he wants to just kind of make a carbon copy of what the Cavs are doing and apply it to the charge. And so he used that as an example of like they are the AAA affiliate of the Cleveland Cavaliers, where if a player gets sent down for rehab, they can practice with the team. Or they say if he's an example, like during training camp, like Colin and Darius showed up like an hour early one day for training camp and the charge practice before the Cavs do during training camp. He let Colin and Darius get some serious burn with the team. I mean, both of them kicked the charges rosters ass, but it's valuable experience for them because they're playing NBA caliber players. And, uh, he is excited about the opportunity. I think he said it's more than just like a head coaching opportunity for him just to kind of add to his resume to maybe get him into a lead assistant role or possibly a head coaching position. Cause like the charge have produced quality coaches. Like there's Alex Jensen, there's Jordy Fernandez, just to name two off the top right there. And like so many good coaches have come through the, when they were with Canton, um, it's funny you mentioned it. Their head of PR, Sean Wyatt, great guy, by the way, like mentioned to me, like we have a swear jar more or less in the office. Every time we refer to them as the Canton charge with five bucks in, and like we have a pretty decent amount so far. So Sean's it, it, like a Canton, like a, like Canton. He's, born he's a and Cantonian. Raised guy. Yeah. Um, is that a thing? Do they yeah. Cantonian is the term. As, Someone whose mother worked in Canton when she was still nursing. I got affiliated with the Cantonians quickly, but um, basically, I, I'm intrigued to see what they do with the charge. I think they're going to try some of the things maybe JB wants to experiment with. I think he said they're going to kind of be the scout team at times as well for the Cavs if they don't want to let their them you know if they go in live drill scenarios, like they can just use the charge players as just bodies for defenses and everything else and maybe like there's just that ingenuity of having them being able to practice at cleveland clinic courts and just being right down the street at the wolstein's then like there's a lot of connectivity and everything else because yeah canton is technically in northeast ohio but it's an hour and some change away from cleveland so it's not really there's a level of disconnect they talked about too like sean and dan both said like there's a certain level of disconnect between the organizations and now there's just a cohesive connection between the two and i asked jb about it as well and jb said he was a big advocate of pushing for the charge to move up to cleveland as well because he wants to utilize 
them in all those different ways for his own interest, of course, like whether there's player rehabilitation or player evaluation, or let's say like a guy like Taco Fall gets signed to a two-way contract, they can send him down to the charge and let him get some serious burn and get more integrated with the system. Maybe they get a better chance of evaluating him instead of having him ride the pine up with the main club. So it's refreshing. I made intrigued to see how it goes this year. The charge weren't very good last year record-wise. Um, they will play in a showcase in Vegas where they'll probably play teams like the G League Ignite squad, which would be pretty interesting, or they'll play Dwayne Wade's son with the Salt Lake City Stars, which is pretty interesting well as well. Like some wild stuff happening with the G League. And like the quote that stuck with me most when I talked with Dan was when he said, You're not just gonna be watching like like I know there's a lot of inspiring stories. Um in terms of like G League success stories, or like how the Cavs weren't properly utilized. Like Chris and I have banged our fist on our desks a few times, and the Cavs haven't properly utilized their two-way contracts at times. But he said, like Dan really said this to me, he's like, we're probably going to have a younger roster. But in all honesty, I can name you the top 100 players from the last 10 high school classes. He said the majority of the players at this time in the G League are players that are maybe – who are part of those top 100 groups, but didn't make it to the next level immediately. These are guys that are going to be fighting every single night to try and prove that they belong at the next level. So you're going to see, be seeing basketball at its purest form at times too. Like you're going to be seeing dudes like playing their ass off, like every single night on a night to night basis. And Hey, they pride themselves on their tickets being dirt cheap too. <laughs> so I think it's, I, I don't know, man, I think I might try and make it out for a few charge games this year just to cover it and see what it's all about. But it, it'll be interesting for sure to like, you know, if, if the Cavs really support the coverage too on just on a night to night basis, well, because I know you can watch charge games on like Twitch. Yeah, I think YouTube streams is as well. ESPN but I'm, Plus, I'm, I believe too. Yeah, would ESPN Plus. To, like, which would you, would you have to pay for? But pay for those. But you know, I think it's definitely worth exploring. Definitely worth monitoring because there are some success stories. Like Dean Wade is mm-hmm. is a success story for the charge development program. I think Dylan Wendler is, is going to spend some time possibly rehabbing down there if like he needs more time to kind of get the shakes of the rust and coppas, but he's looked sharp in the preseason. So we'll see. But I think I, I want to believe it. But again, like it was a very encouraging conversation, but like I'm always going to maintain that approach of I need to see it in action before I say, okay, they're definitely got something going here, but I, I'm, I'm, I, have, yeah. I have faith in it. I don't think we're going to see it like actually fully realized for like five years. Yeah. No, that's the other thing Dan stressed too is like, it's not going to be an overnight thing. He's just like, you can't just come in and knock everything down and expect it to be rebuilt. It's Rome. Yeah. wasn't built in a day. It's going to take. Well, and, and I, th- and they can say all the basketball stuff. I think it is also just worth kind of saying explicitly that I, I do think part of this is just, it's a business thing. I mean, like for the, for the Cavs as a business, as a organization trying to make money, and be profitable as much as possible putting the charge in Cleveland is just, it makes business sense like that. If you want the, well, if, you, if the G it lowers the, the G cost League, of things too, like you don't have to pay for the Canton civic center for like, and you don't have to run out of practice. Well, I think they're, I mean, practicing. I don't, like, I don't know some of that, some of that so. stuff. I don't like know the exact like numbers for us to like, I think to say that, but I think in terms of just like, it is in your city. You can call it Cleveland instead of can the, the arena, no offense, the Canton civic center, like playing games at Wolstein is like a little more like appetizing for your average fan mm-hmm. than it, it, it is just in a, and it's in a place where it's just like a little more like you're collecting, I think a more group of people there. There's just a lot of reasons where it like makes, I think like it's a business thing as much as it is like a basketball thing, but Evan, we got to take another break. We do. And if we're talking about something that's going to help people, you know, change the game a little bit, we got to tell everyone about our friends at sleeper. 
We sure do. In 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and recorded very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each started account towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. The days of losing because your opponent's players simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The game, the days of mindless daily busy work are over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work also over. In game picks, you pick one game per week for each player based on player matchups, home versus away, opponents, defensive ranking, pace of play, and more. All that adds up to more strategy and less busy work. Whether you prefer redraft, keeper, or dynasty, game pick has you covered. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code, and if you play fantasy football or if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks download the sleeper app and start a league with your friends today you will not be disappointed as a sleeper user myself i promise you it is a one day one we'll never play fantasy sports anywhere else especially basketball i'm in a league with chris hopefully these guys put it on sleeper it needs to happen all right um let's take some questions uh, i think there's a let's lot of dylan it. windler discourse going on right now so let's find one I of those discourse i think He's got a mystery box can put. Let's just talk about Dylan when they're real quick. It's, a, it's okay. an overarching yeah. question. So people ask, like, does he, I think someone asked, um, I, I'm not going to scroll through this and find this, but like they had asked, like, you know, does he have it locked up as a backup three? Um, How would you, I'm stealing this from the chase down when they did a show the other night. So I'm just going to credit Justin. Uh, well, I'm going to credit Carter. I'm not going to credit Justin. But if you were going to rank your options for like the, the backup minutes, like we have like, let's say the Zoom top eight, if you're looking at spots nine and 10 and really like spot nine is probably your backup to a Coro. How do you power rank them after what we've seen in the preseason? Well, we've already seen Denzel Valentine. So we will put Denzel Valentine last. Um, Dylan Windler has a case of the Lowry Markinens where I need to see this in regular season play, but the three-point shooting has been super encouraging so far in preseason. I think he's properly being utilized finally. Like, yeah, he can rebound. Yeah, he can defend. Yes, he can slash, but his biggest strength by far at Belmont and Frick, when during the Salt Lake Salt Lake City Summer League, I feel so long ago before John Bayline broke him when he hit that bomb three-pointer for almost half court. I'm just like, okay, the Cavs got a little something here. Um, if Dylan Willard can sustain that, yeah, you can maybe pencil him in as the backup three. But I'm just a Lamar Stevens believer, man. I just I feel safer in saying like this is a guy that appeals more to what JV Pickerstaff is looking for in terms of a player that can play defense, has energy. And provide some slashing, maybe some cr creativity as well. But a bigger body player who can safely defend threes and fours. Dylan is more of a two, three at this point. But I don't know. Maybe if Jetty Osmond goes completely off the rails too, like you can kind of pen you pencil him more as a backup two as well. I think they're maybe exploring that option with Jetty being a two and Dylan being a three and flip-flopping those two as well. Like I think that's an interesting wrinkle too. But I think Lamar is the clearest in the pecking order. And like Denzel's the when the Cavs play the Bulls hype man to say something stupid on Instagram and maybe rap about it. I don't know. Denzel Valentine's been an experience. I can't wait to keep learning more about him. <laughs> I think it's Lamar, Dylan, and Wade would be my three. And Jetty, 
Jetty See, is sort I of like the the because Dean said himself said he's like, listen, I'm not traditional. I say traditionally I'm a power forward, but if the team wants me to play the three, I will. So I don't really yeah. include Dean in that equation because he himself. Yeah, but I'm well. I'm three. saying is like spots nine and ten. I tend to ah. think like I think he's just like better. The thing with Jetty is that like I think if the Jetty that like theoretically should exist like existed, you could be like, yeah, this guy can Why play not? for me. He's just so not good on defense. Um, just watch alarming. his feet. Watch his feet when he plays defense. It's like kind of crazy how all over the feet it plays his feet are when he's trying to on a slide. He's trying to stay in front of a guy. Like it's pretty bad. There's stuff that he's done that has been good in preseason. He it's at a the level he's been on preseason. I would say is definitely higher in my mind than what he was playing at last year. But I don't think his defense is at all good enough to where you feel like comfortable with it. I think Lamar is better in that way, but Jetty also might be able to shoot. Jetty also can do some playmaking stuff. Like I can kind of understand how you get to like any of these conclusions in theory. Um, it's just tough, man. You need, again, we're the wet blanket podcast compared to the Jays town, but well, we're they're, also they're not like, they're, affiliated they're paid, with in, they're paid independent contractors. Yeah. We're not affiliated with the team that is covering this sub the subject matter of this GD show, if you will. Um, Jetty is so wild, man. But I also need ten to fifteen games of substantial data to really say, like, okay, this is who the Cavs should be rolling with. Um, JB may not agree with me because JB also likes to try unconventional things and kind of experiment. Because I think he has a little bit of a for longer leash and a little bit more job security compared to his times in Memphis and Houston. But I don't know, man. the The Cavs backup three situation is is still pretty dire. And I think the fact that they're turning to Dean Wade and Larry Markman, both not traditional small forwards by nature or trade or physique, is definitely more of a remark on how weak the backup three situation is. I think Windler's is really interesting if he's going to shoot and like he's looking okay doing other stuff. So I'm just kind of like curious. Um, I, oh, I'm I am intrigued. too. I want to. I want to see what. Um... I want to see. I I need to see more of it though. That's the thing. Like I'm intrigued. Like I said, this is what we saw from Dylan Windler in the last preseason game or so. Is what you really want to see at his apex. Like I don't think he's going to be a starting caliber wing, like or a starting caliber two guard. I think that ship has sailed for the Cavs because of just injury concerns and everything else. If you're a little too harvest even a little bit of something out of it and get something like we saw in the preseason that's a win especially considering where he was picked and especially considering how injured he is like that's a win and you take that any day of the week yeah all right evan let's take one more break and we'll take another question to kind of wrap us up but i got to tell everyone about our friends at bet online bet online is the official betting partner of the lockdown podcast network and they're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season and as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface and even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, and boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And it's remember that's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. BetOnline, where the game starts. Again, promo code locked on. Evan, my boy, pick us a question. Let me scroll through here. First off, my boy just really threw me off there because I still. I'm technically. Oh, here's one for you. Hold on. It's from front of the pod, Joe Kohler. Um, question for Chris. How does it feel to work with Cleveland's biggest troll? I don't. Hiram doesn't go host his podcast. <laughs> Suck it, Joe. Just like your mom did the other night. But um, here's a good one from Buzzer Beater Productions. Uh, I misread his Luca Doncic at first, and I had a reply in the chat. How do you feel with the Cavs signing Luca Samanik? Okay, so did you, did you see the time. clip that precipitated him being waived by the Spurs? I have not. Again, I haven't really been into either because I was on vacation. Yeah. So I just like so, kind of stopped paying attention to stuff. And then I pulled up the calves and watched it for a little bit. And I'm like, you know, it, it's weird. Like the, the three big lineup. But if it's if it works, I'm not going to question it too much. And I, then still gen- I still generally need to be put in like a back to tank and like recuperate for like a week before the season actually starts. Um, Like like LD when he wrote um, Penith. And then went on tour with Gata under the stage name duo of Dave. Um, might have to rewatch Dave. Anyway, um, so he was like, there was a turnover, and and he like was um, he took like three steps to like chase down the guy, and then like just stopped running. And all the people that like cover the Spurs or like tweet about the Spurs were like, yeah, like I knew he was going to get cut like the moment he didn't like chase down like this block because uh, like that's just a pop no no to like not hustle and, and give it all you got. I, I don't think it's like harmful. I don't think it like adds anything. Oh, baby. You. Sorry. Clutch points. This graphic is a scaling Greg Popovich spitting fire about the Lucas Sandek being uh, about him being waived. I see. I'm watching the clip now. Keep going. So it's just like. Oh my I, uh, god! Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty like just like he literally just stopped when he could have like. That's like a JD Bickerstaff no no too. I don't know about this one. Dog. Yeah, yeah. I I just I I don't think I don't know like a ton about his game or like can say like I'm an expert on him. I don't think it is like particularly. Would you, would you be opposed if he was a two way signing? I mean, that's like less. I, I would rather just like get a wing. I wonder what I, I actually been meeting to like Google this. I just guess I haven't had time or just forgot. I want to know what happened to some really standout and, and Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan. He was with the Nuggets and was lit, waved. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty I, would, sure. I thought, okay, I'm going to find out. But he was a guy that, okay, you're right. Um, he was waved the yeah, day ago. He was Bring him back. I, I, yesterday. Shooting, I think, kind of makes more sense. Maybe there's someone else out there, but. I, I wouldn't say it's an awful idea, you know. Losing steam a little bit there, big guy. Yeah. A little bit. I'm trying so to see. Getting, cause... I'm, getting, I'm getting so old, man. It's really it's really tough. Hey, man, for what it's worth, Kevin O'Connor said Lucas Samanick had shades of Maxi Kleba and Thon Maker. Uh, do any of those intrigue you? Especially, you know, former Cleveland Cavalier, Thon Maker, the shot maker. What, what is Thon Maker up to these days? That's a name I haven't thought of in a while. I, uh, he might be among the guys playing in Israel where Derek Williams He's playing for Hapoel Jerusalem. I forgot he signed with an Israeli team. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and another Cavs player. God, who was it? I think 
Derek Williams is playing in Israel now as well. Yeah, Derek Williams is no, but specifically Hapoel Jerusalem. Anthony Bennett signed with them. That's who. <laughs> and Anthony Bennett's yeah. starting for them as well. Yeah. King. Okay. Um, let's find one more question to wrap up here. I'm scrolling up. Evan, I, let me ask you this actually as I'm looking. Is uh is Rubio on pace to break the curse of wearing number three is as a bad vibe? Gonna need to see it before it actually happens because the, I sure the Rubio so, vibes but... from folks are like all the way there. Yeah, no, rookie Rubio being what the Cavs hoped Kevin Love could be when Kevin Love signed that extension and then broke his foot is really speaks volumes of Kevin Love's maturity in the situation as a whole. Um, if Kevin Love just had a Chris Paul like season where he's like, you know what, this situation sucks, but I'm going to play my hardest so I can get the hell out of here, like Chris Paul did in Oklahoma City, like. Ricky Rubio being fully locked in and saying, like, listen, I'm here to push these younger guards and make them better. I see all-star, superstar potential in Darius Garland. Like, he's saying all the right things. I think the Cavs' offense is – it's exactly what we're seeing right now. Like, the Cavs are trying to learn on the fly, playing at a faster pace, and maybe trying these new implementations that J.B. Bickerstaff is trying to integrate where Darius Garland kind of just looks a little shell-shocked, looks a little haphazard out there at times. So – you bring in an adult like Ricky Rubio to just kind of balance things out and smooth things over. I, yeah, I'm enjoying the Ricky Rubio experience. Like I, I, I've always liked Ricky as a player. Um, and I'm just excited to see him here because the Cavs finally have a competent backup point guard behind Darius Garland, but forever, how long he's here, I'm going to enjoy as much of it as yeah. I can. Cause he's, he's a nice guy too. Like he gives good answers when he is engaged. But if you ask like a dumb question, he's just going to kind of give you a bullshit answer. IE media day. So yeah. Um, Evan, let's wrap up on a, on a Mobley point. Cause he's been tons of fun in preseason. Here's a stat from Michael Gallagher. Dude, I literally uh, wrote like a thousand word piece about how much I loved Evan Mobley. I know it's a, you did a really good job with it. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Here's just the, here's the stat. Mobley is eight blocks in the preseason. Okay. So it's 2.5 blocks for 36 minutes if you did that. All eight of his blocks have stayed in bounds. That, that's like useful. That's like a useful thing to keep blocks in bounds. It, no, it's he's kind of already been kind of crazy as like a as a shot blocker. And like I it's his like weird length is just like fascinating it's absolutely fascinating well evan mobley's body makes no sense at the top like he is he yeah fascinating is a good way to describe it um i think the most valuable thing for like evan mobley's talked about how he's working with laurie marketing on his three-point shooting he's working with Darius garland to figure out like learn how to play off of each other and like figure out who likes what spots on the floor. I think what Evan Mobley needs to learn most from Jared Allen, the other player he said he's been working with a lot is how to block without fouling. Like, I think it's just a lot mm-hmm. of inexperience, but he's averaging 3.5 foul or 3.25 fouls per game in the preseason and to his two blocks. So there's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be an adjustment period from going from a, the collegiate level to the bigs, like the pros right away. I guess that's obvious, but Jared, like that's one of Jared Allen's greatest skill sets is he is able to defend the rim without fouling. Like he is so damn good at that. He's able to block shots without fouling as well too. If Evan Mobley can glean that from Jared, like, Ooh, the Cavs are going to be lethal defensively. And I mean, this year, yeah, I think they're going to be pretty damn good defensively just between a Coral Mobley and Allen. But like in two, three years' time, like 
it's going to be a very stalwart defensive team. Um, just offensively, going to be a, probably some questions still. Uh, over under, Cavs 17th in the defensive rating. I'm going to go under on that one because there's going to be nights where the Cavs just get out talented or they're going to like their youth and experience so, so, is just well, going to I, I think under, under, under. So what I guess like, I'm going to let's, so let's say over would be like top 16 defense. Under would be like bottom 13 in the league. Correct. I think they're going to be like in the high 20s this year. There's only only way they go but up. But I think just the youth and inexperience is going to hold them back at times. And just kind of the harsh reality of the situation. That's what I feel like the Eastern Conference has gotten better. The Cavs are projected to win 26.5 games this year. If you're a betting person, slam the under on that one because I think the Cavs aren't actively trying to lose. That's the magic of the Pistons right now. Um, but the Cavs just are not. Yeah, what is what is good. going on with Cade Cunningham? I don't know, dude. Maybe he's pissed. He didn't get drafted by Houston. He's holding out. It's gonna be some drama. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't, it's just. It's, I gotta it's tell you, I'm very stuff. excited that actual. I'm. I'm. I can. I'm so excited for actual basketball stuff for us to dive into that. Um, we're gonna be back to a more normal schedule. That this has just been a little wacky for us of late. Um, but we're diving in. We're gonna be coming at you with uh, tons of pods. And I'm excited for actual basketball stuff. I'm excited to move past Ben Actually, Simmons. Actually, Bass, I just ruined my evening. Go check the group I chat. Don't. No, no, I. That's my fault. That was, that was you. My fault. That yeah. was you. That was you. You yeah, ruined my me. evening. The caption <laughs> ruined my evening. Yeah, the whole I I saw it, I, and I had to make sure you saw it as well. Dude, that fade is clean as hell, though. I will say that. Like, damn. When 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 your dad is one of the richest people in the world, you better have it. You better have a barber that can give you a tight fade. Yeah. So, if you know, you know. I, we'll be back soon. <laughs> We're a little rusty. Sora's in Super Smash mm-hmm. Brothers. I'm excited. Chris is excited. I'm Evan Damrell in 4K. He's Chris Manning in 240p, jumping up to 360p at times. Follow us on YouTube. We're getting closer and closer to the regular season. We want to try and get as closer and closer to 1,000 subs as possible, and you can make it happen, damn it. So it also gives us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It is no longer iTunes. I had to correct myself on that. We'll start reading those soon, especially when we're in regular season form. Follow me on Twitter. Damn, I'm Evan. Follow him on Twitter at CWM Rice. And until next time, Go Cavs.